The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning, and thank you for joining us for this Monday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. And thanks again for taking time to be in the Word of God. I commend you for that, especially starting off our week together. I commend you for uh, making the Word of God part of your day. Whether you're watching this live at 11 o'clock or watching this different time or listening to this, I greatly appreciate just the privilege to share the Word of God and the privilege that I can do it and be part of your day and part of your journey. And we hope it's a help. We're going to be again in Psalm 101. We spent the last two episodes looking at this chapter, and I believe we're going to finish this today. As if you remember, David is about to become king. And so he pens a list of things that are kind of what he wants to be, the type of king and man he wants to be as he takes this great responsibility with this great opportunity. And so as we mentioned two episodes ago, he talks about worship, that he's going to sing the mercy of judgment, uh, sing of the mercy and judgment unto thee and to God. He will sing. So he, was, he starts off with worship because all the things that are going to follow were not going to be accomplished if it had not been for God's help in these things. And then uh, Friday we talked about the idea of he will be, I'll behave myself wisely in a perfect way because I want to be a man of character, of integrity. And then he says in verse 3, he says, because of that, I will be careful what I put in front of me. I will be careful what I allow to come around me because those are the things that are going to make it hard for me to live in the desired way I want. Now, I'll start off with a reminder that you know David did not accomplish all of these things in perfection. Sometimes we look at Scripture and we say, well, I, I could never actually be this or I can never actually do what David did. David didn't do this. We look at sometimes and say the standard's too high or the, the expectation of Scripture's too high, I can't do this. Please understand we're looking at the principle here because David himself did not accomplish all of these things. David was a man after God's own heart because this was what he wanted to be and then he strove for it. And then as he failed, he took responsibility and came back and got it right with God. So we, we see that this is not a, a demand or a, a statement of perfection. This is a statement of a heart, a cry, God, this is who I will desire to be. This is all future for him. So the next thing we're going to look at is he says, he goes, I want to worship well. I want to be a man of integrity. Therefore, I'm going to be careful what I look at when I participate in. But then he's going to talk a little bit about the type of people that he wants around him and the type of people that he wants in his kingdom. He said, I, I don't want. He, he understands, as we all, I think, do. He understands the influence of other people and how powerfully the right influence can be. You remember even, I wonder if he didn't look back when he was younger, when King Saul was, was overwhelmed with anger. Uh, you know, he had uh, been told by God he was no longer king and he was battling a lot of these things and, or his son would no longer be king, I'm sorry. So he's battling this anger and frustration and when he would get enraged, uh, people would bring in David and he would play with his harp and that music would soothe Saul's heart. Uh, and, then he, so, and then ultimately became the thing, person he was you know, trying to kill him. But we can see goes, he recognized the influence that he and his music had on Saul at a time. I think he also recognized the influence that Saul's son Jonathan had on him as a friend. So I think David understood the importance. David had, you know, had been running from Saul, and therefore he had a man around him that uh, loved him and took care of him. So he understood the impact of the people around him and what it could have. And so when we look at this, we, we can understand that it was one of the greatest 
assets that was for David in his, as a king and as a man and as a warrior. And so what we're going to see is some principles he put down here. I want these things in my life or I want to do these things. And so and what we can learn from. So he goes on in verse 4. He said, a forward heart shall depart from me. I, I don't want this forward, angry, evil, evil heart. I will not know a wicked person. Now, when he says no, he goes, I will not become friends with the wicked person. We all, and he's going to know wicked people. He dealt with it as king. What he's saying is, I am not going to be. And why would he say, you know, forward heart shall depart from me. I don't want to know a wicked person. Well, simply put, his father, his son, Solomon penned, you know, can two walk together except they be agreed. If I'm hanging out with somebody, that's because we get along. If they spend time with me and if we talk, it's because we get along. And we get along because we agree. You can't be around somebody for any period of time that you don't agree with. You can, but it's not going to be comfortable. So if you find yourself around somebody, the best way to find out what does it say about you is who are they? What's their character like? Who they like? And so he says, I don't want to be around these people. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure my heart's right. I'm going to make sure that I am the kind of person that godly people want to be around. I'm going to make sure that I'm the kind of person that seeks out the right kind of people. And I don't want to be around wicked people. I don't want those wicked people around me. So he's established this precedent starting with himself. You know, and, and, and let me encourage you that that, you know, when I think about this, one of the things I was reading and a commentator earlier that he said made a good point was one of David's concerns or David's un, um, understandings was that he himself would be a major influence to the kingdom and his personality would establish much and his decisions would establish much of who Israel would be. And we learn that obviously to be true, even in a negative way for many in some circumstances in David's time. But we look at this and David recognized this and he said, I want to be that man of integrity. So therefore, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set aside things in my life and I'm going to be careful who I put around us. I'm going to tell you, we all know, we know that people influence us. And so it's important. It's important that we understand uh, that we're careful. Now, I, I, here's the thing I want to be careful with. I don't sit back and say, well, if this person's not perfect, we're staying away. Because we have to remember we're, we're to be an influence, number one. We're supposed to reach out and, and tell people about Jesus. We're supposed to reach out and influence and impact the world. So this is not isolationism. And I've heard it preached that way, and it's not correct. This is not me isolating myself to only good people. If I'm not developing and striving to get to know unsaved people, how am I ultimately going to give them the gospel? So I, we have to be careful. There's a difference between saying, I'm trying to develop a relationship some, with somebody that I, you know, I want to be an encouragement to and ultimately witness to, and between somebody who I'm going to let influence me. I got all kinds of people around me that I love, all kinds of people that I, I appreciate, but there are some that have greater influence in my life than others, and that's just the way it is, and I've chosen that. So he's be careful who he allows to influence him. Then he goes on to verse 5. He talks a little bit about how he's going to rule as a king. Whoso privately slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart, Will I not suffer? He starts off with, if there's slander, there's gossip, I'm going to deal with a gossiper. Him that is arrogant, I'm going to deal with that person. I'm not going to let this be the type of people in our kingdom. Then he says, here's what I want to mean, verse 6. My eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He said, I'm not, these people who are doing wrong, I'm going to deal with them. I'm going to deal with them quickly. And I want to focus my attention on those people who are faithful, who are good, who desire to do right. Verse 7, he that worketh deceit shall not dwell in my house. He that dwelleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. He established this. 
Now, unfortunately, I don't think that he, he, had, he you know, I don't think it's perfect, easy to say, I'm just going to completely eliminate everybody's wrong. We're all sinners. But I think his premise was, I understand the influence of other people. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, number one, be a good influence. I'm going to make sure that I, uh, careful who's around me, but as a ruler, I'm going to make sure that I deal with things correctly. And I'm telling you, technically, that'd be a great king to be under. Uh, your neighbor's backbiting, your neighbor's lying about you. You want a king that's going to stand on your side. Uh, someone suing you wrongfully, you want a king or a leader standing on your side. And he's going to stand uphold. That's the kind of king, a, a king that upholds right and deals with wickedness and sin. That's the king. That's the heart. That's the heart of what David had going in. And so we see this heart of integrity, this heart that wanted to do right in this man, David. And ultimately, God used in a great way. As a matter of fact, you know, as, a, as an ancestor of Jesus, and God used this imperfect man, but with a heart that desired to do right. And that's what we see here. And we see that he, his heart was one of worship. We see his heart was one of a desire to be a certain type of person. Therefore, he was going to be careful what he put around him and in front of him and who he surrounded himself with. So as we finish, obviously today, let me talk about the idea of influence. Be careful who you allow to influence you. And, and then also, too, be a good influence. You get around some people. We mentioned, I think we mentioned this Sunday. You, you get around some people. The moment you see them, it's like, man, they, they're just they're constantly looking at the negative of the world. They just are. And they, they, the moment you, they get in your circle, they start talking. They bring it down. They're just overwhelming. It's like, you're right. The world is miserable right now or whatever. But when you find somebody or you are somebody who's looking for the positive and just uh, brings joy to those circumstances or laughter or encouragement, people will strive to be around you and you will have an influence. And that's why the merry heart doeth good like a medicine. That's where that joy comes. I'm not saying all our circumstances are perfect, but that joy of God that brings into our life gives me a chance to see Him in the midst of the good and the bad circumstances. And we'd be able to see Him, and that joy can help us in these times. This, and be the influence that we want around us in our homes, be the influence we want. Create the atmosphere in our home. Create the atmosphere in our church. Create the atmosphere in our job that we want. And that people can say, that's, that's, that's the kind of person I want to be. They can see Jesus and the Holy Spirit in you, in us. And boy, and say, that's, that's what I want. And what an influence, impact, and a testimony we can have for Christ in that area. Thanks again for joining us today as we start this week off together. Again, I appreciate the time you've given me to be part of your day. Uh, if you are listening on some kind of audio podcast, I encourage you to subscribe and share. That helps other people find us, and that's a great encouragement for us. Um, if you're watching video, you can share those things as well through social media, and we'd greatly appreciate that. Again, just thank you for the chance to be part of your day. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.